Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 159, episode 4 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Thursday, November 12th, 2020, 69. Very nice days until (laughs) January 20th. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I am a man who runs on sugar, got Mountain Dew in my veins. For the next 70 days, I will guzzle to try and drown my Trump fears away. Uh, that is courtesy of Podge Moran, and I am thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh man, it's Miles Gray, aka. Well, I'm fine to be an American where we might be fascist free, maybe. But I won't forget the fuckery and all this shit they did to me. And I'll gladly smoke trees, drink cold brew, and suffer from ED. Cause there ain't no <laughs> doubt I love this pot. God bless, God bless the TDZ. Woo! All right. Shout out. That's a fucking nine-hander off of uh, Discord. Shout out to Harry S. J-Man, Elect Mo Biden, Secretary of Interior Jiki Sanders. Uh, yeah, everybody came together on that one. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Beauty. Also, I love that. Uh, what is that? Uh, oh, Brother? Was that? Was that, was that, that yeah, 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 yeah. Soggy Bottom Boys? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And these boys is, ain't that white. Song's these about, boys is miscegenated. It's like the part <laughs> I was like, damn, I remember that word. That song's about leaving Kentucky behind, and Kentucky is where I became addicted to Mountain Dew. Uh, that is oh, my Ryan. Mountain Dew lore. So uh, very, you know, you just nailed it, Podge. Mountain Dew lore. All right. Miles, let's tell the people real quick what we're talking about, yeah, and then we yeah. will intro our guest. We're going to talk about how the media is dealing with just the... Uh, I, I don't know, whatever whatever the <laughs> fuck the Republicans are doing right now. We're going to talk about how COVID is off the charts and Trump has just dropped off the grid. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, Fox not knowing what to do with itself. I want to talk about the Dean Browning saga. Uh, I don't know if y'all caught that dude. Um, the Pennsylvania, oh, the, the, the white conservative Pennsylvania politician. He rules. Uh, we're going to talk about Trump's latest fundraiser uh, and just all the emails he's sending out. We're going to talk about Britney Spears. We're going to talk about uh, all sorts of shit. Uh, but first, we would like to introduce our guest. Yes, she yes. is the hilarious, the talented Anna Salina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to have you back. How are you doing? I'm good. You know, I know that I have an audience here because someone messaged me in the like year since I've got, it's been a year, I think, since I've been on and said, hey, would love to hear you back on the Daily Cycles. And I was like, I want to give the people what they want. There you go. To give the people. Quick question. Are you registered to vote in Florida or California? Ugh, I'm registered in California, which is truly a mistake. Okay. I, was I mean, just, I was just it's like cool about to. That. I'm like, yeah. And also, Sarasota, my hometown, went red, but it is usually a pretty right. slim margin because it went for Obama. And like, it's a bummer. Yep. I heard it was yeah. down to one vote, too. So it was. Hmm. It was Could down to one vote. And they <laughs> called me. They were like, Anna, we, we have They're the like, polls sure? open for you. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're waiting. You gonna get that ballot in? And I was like, guys, it's not happening. You're like, yeah, Count it's it so Trump. embarrassing to get ID checked with a Florida drive Florida driver's license out here in L.A. I'm sorry, I, I have to change. Oh, it's like so the Jefferson or Burr song from Hamilton, uh, deep cut Hamilton reference. Uh, Which one is that? Is it about getting an ID like in Florida? Jefferson or Burr, Jefferson or Burr, where everybody's just like waiting for Hamilton <laughs> to tell them who to vote for. Yeah. Uh, oh, gotcha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You gotta, Anna. You gotta get a second address in Florida because yep. the tax breaks are off the chain. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm thinking about just like, uh, you know, when I get a little older, 
uh, mm-hmm. having a timeshare down there where I can go golfing whenever I want. Maybe in the villages that oh, retirement Oh, fuck yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh, um, great place to be a Republican. A less great place <laughs> to not be, but, you know, it, it's hot. They had that weak little Biden parade. They like tried. Yeah, after. They yeah. They tried. So. They had a Black Lives Matter protest. Um, yeah. It was all white people, but, you know. No, I shouldn't yeah, say yeah. that. That's erasing some of my friends who are black organizers there, but it was a lot of white people. Shout out to them. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Anna, we like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that is revealing about who you are? I researched... And this isn't very sexy, but my puppy is biting too much, and my puppy has too much energy. Go on, because uh, I was much, getting kinky with my puppy. That is Miles' uh, very specific kink. <laughs> puppy bites. I just—I'm <laughs> a puppy mom right now. I've had this yeah. puppy for a month. I got a dog like a lot of people because I was like, I'm home all the time. Mm. This is great. I. What do you do with dogs? You're home. That, that's what they want. They want you to be home. But no, she's so much work and she bites my fingers so much and she's like four pounds and I shouldn't. It's one of those things where I feel like less of a man. I'm not a man, but that's how I feel. Right. Like I'm less of a man. That for, right. being... for a toxically normative sense. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> less of a man for, being... for what? <laughs> yeah. For being, being tortured. Bite. She bites so hard and like Oh, yesterday... and they got them little teeth too, huh? Oh, they're so sharp. She needle teeth. Yeah. Yes, and I my fingers are like covered in little cuts. <laughs> oh, it's horribly I'm... infected. <laughs> yes. She bit oh, no. my nail, and I'm like, oh god, not again. I feel like I'm afraid of her, and she's four months old. But aren't three, you sort of three like, and a half? Becoming sort of like what's that like Buddhist maxim about just sort of like you don't fear like the animal like when you're bit by them because that is their nature. And it's mm. not, you know, that's just, you're just existing yes. within the animal's nature. But I guess to the point where you're dying like a death by a thousand needle bites to your hands, it's a little bit hard to keep your composure. It is, they're little needles. And I, you're not, because of course it's a baby. So you're, she's crying right now. I don't know if you can, Aww. I don't think you can, but listeners, oh, a little bit. That's what you hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can hear for it. sure. Oh, God. <laughs> um, she... <sighs> You can't get mad at her. You're not even really supposed to say. Also, if any listeners are like dog trainers, call me out. Let me know. Oh, no, there's dog. Dog trainer gang is definitely, I think, represented on this show. Please help her out. Dog Twitter. Yeah. Dog gang. Um, Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to say no. So, like, I just have to be like, oh, don't. You're like, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And then, like, give her a bone. But then she doesn't want the bone. She wants my fingers. Or, like, she'll miss the bone and hit my fingers. I'm getting really deep into something that might not be relevant to, like, 70% of your listeners. But uh, it's like, I feel like such a little weenie. She rules my life. She's so small. Well, what could you do? It's not like you're going to be, like, you're going to puff your chest up against the dog and get aggro with it, you know? Like, you're just, you're, you're doing what you can, you know? You, you can't. Be sweet. You can't. And Even I, when I, I'll, like, get angry and, like, put her down on the floor, but with a little, a little sauce, you know? Like, a little, mm-hmm. like, you're down. And I Ooh. feel so bad because it's like, <laughs> oh, no. That's what, like, when people, you know, hit their kids for punishment, it's like, it's, you, you feel guilty, like, I don't, not that I'm hitting my dog. I'm really painting myself into a corner here. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever you're angry at the dog, you feel guilty because you're like, you don't, you don't yeah, know what you're doing. You don't doing. know any better. Right. Yeah. Also, I think I've offended a lot of people complaining about the dog. So I'll be like, parents, I know what it's like. Ugh, we're exhausted, right? right? You have kids, I have a dog. <laughs> It's the right. same. Puppies and you kind of put them down I've with had... some sauce. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know how it is when you put how your kid down with sauce. Yo, come on now. I've I've definitely I've had both in my house, and puppies are very difficult when they're at that point where they can't go. Like they keep going to the bathroom in the house, and like you can't get them. You also can't take them outside because they don't have their shots yet, and all that. Mm-hmm. So like that can that that's very tricky. Whereas, she just got her shots, so yes, I uh, relate to that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I interrupted you. What were you saying? I was gonna say, whereas infants, you can just like let them go bathroom outside, like right away. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. They don't need yeah. their shots either to go to the park. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Take him right yeah. to the baby park, let him off leash. Right the, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Jack. I, I, after this, you'll have to text me the where that off leash baby park is. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, what else? I mean. <laughs> yeah, why are you interested in that, Miles? Yeah. Because, uh, you know, when I have some? my off-leash child, you know, at some point. <laughs> uh, Anna, what is something you think is underrated? Um, I think uh, outdoor coffee shops are underrated right now. I guess that's not really pop culture, but I am suffering. Like a lot of people, I live here with my boyfriend, Edgar, my mm-hmm. brother is staying with us, and now this dog. And I need, Ooh, like, yeah. you can't go to bars in L.A. I get shamed for going to restaurants, so I don't go to, like, the people in my bubble are not pro-outdoor restaurants, so I'm not allowed yeah. to go to them. Yeah. So I have been occasionally, when I have time, going to, like, these, there's, like, maybe four in close proximity coffee shops that have outdoor seating and it feels like the before times. Like I can yeah. sit, I can do a little work. Shout out um, Habitat Cafe Stories Cafe in Echo Park. Mm. I just, it's like one of the only things that makes me feel human right now. Yeah. Is, is it, it, yeah. Yeah. The people like being shoulder to shoulder uh, or what? what is it like the transactional nature? Because I know like just going to the grocery store is like how I'm like, damn, like, look, I paid for something. And this person said thank you and then gave me a receipt and then I will walk to my car and go home. Oh, totally. I did go to Target the other day and oh, that felt so fucking good. I had to take the puppy, but it was just still felt so good. Going to Target high is dangerous right now because if you're trying to be in and out, like I used to love to get high and go to the grocery store, but I can't can't spend 90 minutes in a grocery store. So Mm -hmm. I have to be like, like in my mind, I'm like saying it all in my mind. I'm like eggs, butter, cheese, tortilla, eggs, <laughs> butter, cheese, tortilla, uh, seltzer, and like I'm trying Yo, to go you through it. Write and then, it down, man. But then next thing I know, I'm like listening to Lost Culturistas or something, and I'm like laughing, like looking at like a bag of cheese because they're high yeah. in the episode. I'm like, yeah, they shouldn't have smoked this episode. Like, <laughs> and, like, and I'm just like staring at a salad bar. So yeah, it's it's I'm I'm, I'm I trying feel to feel that. It. Yeah, and then you want to buy all the decorations. Like, I skipped Halloween. I don't know about you guys. I did not buy decorations. I didn't do pumpkins. I vaguely dressed up as Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco because I happen (laughs) to have some stuff in a box for sketch comedy. Yeah. Which which the version? found item uh, Halloween costume is a specialty of mine where you just like, like, oh, maybe I would look like that character if I put that on. And yeah. no one would get it except because everyone had an Instagram Halloween. You can be like, see, here's what I was <laughs> right. copying. Yeah. Uh, oh, I write sins, not tragedies. Yeah. Like when everyone was posting photos, they weren't going anywhere. They're just like, this is what a costume would have been for me this year. Yeah. Because I was yeah. confounded I right. as an elder uh, doing my like <laughs> weekly scroll on social media. I'm like, are people going out? And I'm like, or are you just taking a photo to be like, and this was the costume. Now 2020. I will take it off was the year of conceptual Halloween costumes because you didn't have to go out to a party. You could have a right. really like cumbersome costume and it didn't matter if anyone got it because you could let them know upon sight with your right. like reference. Like I saw maybe four people dressed up as uh, Drew Barrymore from, what was it, Scream with the telephone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and, wow. like one person was dressed up as the telephone. And it's like you could you don't want to uh, okay. be that in real life, but for Instagram right. is perfect. For the gram, be like a telephone. That. Isn't that just a sweater with blonde hair and a telephone? Is that yeah? That's yeah. It. But it's so much more. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's much, so more. much more. What is something you think is overrated? Okay, I think getting hot is overrated right now. Um, mm. I have a couple friends who are um, like working out right now and getting jacked. And like oh, on that, diets. okay. Aesthetically hot. Getting yeah, yeah. aesthetically hot. Okay, um, I, I have a lot of friends was. who are doing no drink, like sober. I guess sober October became sober sober November. Yeah. And right. like if that if you're trying to quit drinking because of addiction, great, good on you. But there are people who are like trying to lose weight. And I'm like, I thought we were in this. Together. Together. Yep. I right. thought we were all like, we're going to eat what we want. We're going to probably drink every night, smoke a lot of weed, 
and you know when we come out of it we'll be less hot and that's fine <laughs> and i no, have been doing that but you're, not everybody you're, no, has. you're redefining hot see they're 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 on that 2019 shit you know what i mean exactly like, we're on this post-apocalyptic version of hotness which is sort of like i indulged myself to get yes. through yeah yes <laughs> but i love Literally, the attitude of like, don't leave me behind. That's like when my yeah. friends would smoke, uh, quit smoking weed in college. Like when we graduated, they're like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like I'm about to start my job. Like I, I can't really be smoking like that anymore. I'm like, oh, okay, motherfucking coward. I <laughs> hate fucking that. Leaving me I behind. fucking hate You that. on your way to work right now? Oh, um, fuck. Yeah. But spoken like a true person who just doesn't like the mirror being held up to them. We're like, oh, okay. So because I'm still smoking, maybe I should rethink. Well, I'm not doing that. So you are the enemy. <laughs> right, right. It's, that is, and that's me. None of my jeans fit. And I'm not exaggerating when I say that. No, not I even put my on jeans. jeans. Jeans, tailored pants, anything that is not explicitly a sweatpant or a yoga pant does mm. not fit me anymore. I have not put on jeans. They're violence. They're violence. Oh my god! Jeans They're, are violence. Jeans are violence. That's a there great slogan. Put on for a t-shirt. Jeans company. are violence. I mean, it really. If I've completely like, lo- I've been t- talking about this. The the drip, the flex is not even a real thing anymore. Like I used to like putting all my clothes on and be like, oh yeah, man, a shirt with this that'll look good. Now I'm like, just get me out of here, man. Just gotta, just yeah. gotta be covered. I don't know. Maybe it's just a, a symptom of like my quarantine depression. But no, I've learned me, to love oh, their oh sweatpants. Oh my god, that quarantine depression mixing with seasonal depression right now. Everybody was posting memes of that, like, "Oh, just wait till these two meet." Yeah, and I just was the like, Venn oh, diagram funny. becomes a circle. <laughs> but it's real. Oh my god, getting dark at four thirty. I am feeling it. Mm-hmm. Has it always gotten, uh, does it seem, sorry, Anna, I have to ask this question as the resident elderly uh, white of this podcast. Do you feel like it's getting darker earlier than it has in years past? Yes. Yes, I do. Thank you. Why is it dark at, honestly, four? Let's just say it. It's basically dark at four. And And bright earlier, too. Yes. And I'm like, I feel like they fucked it up in there. I feel like they fucked up and they're not letting on. Like they changed yes. all the data from years past. Because when I look at the data from years past, it looks like we're doing about the same as we were in terms of sunrise and sunset. But I swear, man, they they fucked up the rotation. They're way too. They're about an Who's hour they? early on. God? The, nah, the man. No, but I mean, if you think about it, like they've been on this schedule of like, okay, we do one daylight savings like switch every year. Like, it's not like they took a year off to like get shit right. So like, I I just feel like it's arbitrary at a certain point. Um, And I could have sworn that up until the point when I did research and realized that it was still exactly on point. Well, because it's based on the Earth's orbit. I thought we voted it out. Yeah. So unless Earth's orbit has changed around the sun, I mean, I'm just having to nerd out, like, and just be like, I know what you feel, but at the end of the day, I'm like, but you might be onto something else. Or maybe Jack has detected a disturbance in Earth's planetary orbit around the sun, and this is something that this is actually something much larger coming down. This is this is dumb. What I'm saying is dumb. I recognize it's dumb and wrong, so. but I'm just no, telling you. I'm telling a, you how I feel. Okay, you're dumb and wrong. I'm dumb and wrong for show. supporting you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm with it. All right, uh, guys, let's take a quick break and we'll come back and talk about uh, this election that won't end. And we're back. So the media is already kind of both sizing its way to a weird new reality that has sort of normalized the fact that the sitting president has refused to concede. They're acting like concessions, no big deal, Mm -hmm. as opposed to one of the norms that makes our peaceful transition of power possible. Um, they're they're just like, come on, guys. It's let, let's start healing with the GOP, even though the GOP is not uh, allowing for for this to happen, allowing for a peaceful transition of power, and they're just like making shit up. 
They're mm-hmm. even like they will admit behind closed doors they're making shit up. But Miles, you were noticing that like some weird shit's going on in the media in well, terms it's not of how weird. It's just this. this is how this country deals with itself. Uh, right. And you, Casey Hunt on MSNBC like said something that, like along the lines of like you know like the the Republicans you know in Congress like you know you have to give them credit for like quote like doing the work that keeps the country going or something like just what? the bare minimum. It's like. Okay, that they vote against like relief packages. Is that really the work that's there? They're obstructionists, but still like doing this thing of like being like, in case you're a Republican who just turned on MSNBC, uh, we're nice. Okay. And you don't have to be scared, even though like you are completely fucking wrong about everything. And uh, even Jake Tapper was like sort of cringing at the list uh, of sort of like, you know, trying to take into account the people who have supported this administration and basically trying to like naming these people so you know that they will have to be held accountable if they are trying to re-enter the hall the halls of power and i was like i don't know about that if we should be doing that i mean i get it it, it sounds nefarious right. and dark but conceptually making a list yeah sure acting like but well, so, that did, must be. so did yeah. santa okay and we fucking love that guy so <laughs> and he fuck? checked it twice yeah and but, but, but yeah exactly and they won't even check these votes twice uh but they need to so this whole thing is sort of Along this idea of healing, right? Joe Biden was also like, hey, we're going to work together. I will work with them. Even though I I saw what everyone else saw, these people have completely jettisoned themselves from reality. And they're all about this idea of healing and healing the nation. And I'm just having such a hard time understanding, even in this context, how the media is going to like take this tone of like, why are we coddling Trumpers on some like, oh, you poor baby, it's okay. Because it's in the name of healing, because I'm like, you know, to, to go there, like the definition of healing is to cause a wound, injury or person to become sound or healthy again. So right. in this instance, the wounds are to democracy, the poor, mm-hmm. people of color, LGBTQIA community, uh, indigenous people, a lot of people, unless you're in that group of like Gen X and older cishet white Christian people. Uh, this has not been a good run, and you're seeing a lot of things that you would love to have changed. So I'm not sure if that's the case. Why isn't the healing going in that direction towards those right. people yeah. I've named, towards those institutions I'm talking about, rather than the fucking goons who smashed up the place, like treating them like some fucked up emo teen werewolf who's like, oh, oh I get it, baby. If the full moon came out, and you're just going through some stuff. But let's come here. Let Ianla save your life. Like it's not <laughs> like this is not the fucking time for that. Like we, yeah. these are the people who are the enemies of all that is good. There's not a single thing, a, a, a mm-hmm. policy point I can point to that shows any kind of humanity or empathy. So they need to be treated like that. Not to say like, oh, we need a fucking like we need like violence against these people, but they need to be held to account and they need to be run the fuck out of town. Right. Like so, I don't know. That's where I'm. And the just focus. Like, Here we go. Yeah. The focus needs to be on the healing that needs to be done with the people who were, you know, physically abused by this administration, mm-hmm. and you know, uh, or just ideologically abused by this administration. Like, just focus your healing. If you have so much empathy, like, focus your healing that way. That that needs to be the solution. Like, to, yeah. And I think it kind of comes back to that argument that was happening and that is still happening right after the election with um, the Democratic leadership or parts of the Democratic leadership like Pelosi um, saying that the reason I'm sure you guys talked about this, like the reason Democrats lost certain seats was because of defund the police, like was because of this perceived (sighs) radicalism and socialism on the left when And then they point to those races in red districts and they say like, well, look, you know, just because progressives win in blue districts doesn't mean anything. But I think that that logic is just so fundamentally flawed because that the the, like the fieriness of the base on the left in the Democratic Party comes from people in BLM, comes from people who are appalled by ICE. So, like, the idea that saying defund ICE is even uh, so scary to these moderate Democrats is, like, such a bummer. Yeah. And yeah. Well, 
I mean, look what happened when Trump focused on the base. Like he had all time, you know, amazing uh, base turnout. Like that. So, and he and his ideas are far, far more unpopular than the ideas from the progressive side. Like, yeah, that's one thing that I I feel like gets lost in all this is how unpopular. Like even even with regards to them normalizing the well, we don't know who won the election yet thing. Eighty percent of Americans think Biden won. Three percent think Trump did. Like the American people know, and the media is still covering it like it's a fucking both sides thing. They're scared. They're scared. These people are all friends, right? And it's unfortunate that we are the ones that are going to feel the effects of their unwillingness to shake things up in their own circles. Just like I was talking about when the uprisings were going down. I'm like, yo, white people, you need to fucking look around. And if you're if you're sitting on the sidelines while your friends are saying some racist shit and you just keep your mouth shut, you you might as well just put, put the MAGA cap on, too. Because things aren't going to change unless you yourself as a human being in this node of information takes sentiments, philosophies, transmit the idea that I'm here for inclusivity, I'm here for equality, I am anti-racist, this is not what I fuck with. If if this is your thing, we're not vibing. In fact, you should actually remove your energy from my circle because that's not what I'm here to uplift. I'm actually here to uplift people. And all these people in media... They're in the same situation, but can't do the work of actually expressing to their colleagues and the people they work with, like, yo, you're fucking trash, bro. I'm sorry. Like, I can't have you on. Like, this is fucking yeah. bullshit. You're gonna say something racist, and I'm I'm not here for it. But they're not they're not thinking like that. They're too comfortable with where they're at. So they're unwilling it's to sort of It's a fear of discomfort. And it yeah. I, there's something about moderate white people and maybe white culture in general, although I don't know how like Trumpism squares into that. But this, and I'm half Swedish, so I see it on my fucking Swedish side so hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This fear of discomfort and this fear of conflict and this value that like at the dinner table you put politics aside is just so problematic. It's why white supremacism spreads. It's it's because of that fear and I, I do truly see it on my Swedish side. I mean, yeah, I don't, you know, don't want to. But that's the that's the comfort that these people have. But unfortunately, m- marginalized people do not uh, know exactly what it's like to be uncomfortable constantly. So there's no yeah. there's there's no fear on this side to be like, no, I'm going to go out here with screaming in the streets what I believe, because I'm already yeah. uncomfortable. I'm, I'm actually having to scream because I am uncomfortable. And the reason yeah. you are not screaming is because you are comfortable. And from yeah. your perspective, you cannot understand that. So the worst thing to happen to you is just make shit uncomfortable for you right. mm-hmm. without Discomfort. seeing what what happens to everyone else. And it's it's sad to see like how the Democrats do. They're like, uh, and I hate to bring this some high school shit up, but they remind me of this homie I had in high school who was got <laughs> pushed around a lot. And I mm-hmm. feel bad for him. He was a... He would like to sling drugs with me and was kind of like a fake tough guy. We were at a party in Northridge. Some dudes pulled up to him and said, yo, give me your chain. And he gave it to him. And then later on, I'm not joking. They just said, yo, come up, like you run your fucking chain, bro. Come off that chain. <laughs> and he, he gave him the chain. <laughs> then he comes up to me and some of my other boys and like, and some of my friends who play football, like bigger dudes. And like the party was mostly like someone we knew. So th- these goons are outnumbered. But he's like, yo, man, they, they took my chain. And we're like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you say something? just gave him your fucking chain he's like i didn't know like they maybe they're gonna do something and i said what the f- well, go get your chain back and he went he comes back and he had the chain i said well, and he said, oh good you got your shit back what'd you say he goes oh they said i could get it back for for 40 bucks oh. and i was like you bought your chain back that's what the democrats remind me of you know what i mean <laughs> that you is get, so the democrats you get fucking pushed around motherfuckers gonna take yeah. your chain you're gonna you're gonna try and reach out to your friends to be like hey can you help me out they took my chain and then you got your yeah. chain and be like oh was it because of no, no no i bought it back you got fucking played again and it's just hard to see that there's this there, there needs to be an actual uh people need to stand up to this because for all the talk of like how we're so close to a civil war we're looking at the people who are going to continue to be a pain point or a source of instability mm-hmm. Like then, so we need to actually handle that rather than like being like, okay, well here, that's fine. Let's, let's name a, this is the Stephen Miller children's library. And this is the Ben Carson Institute (laughs) of Neurologic. We'll name these after them. So the Trumpers aren't mad. No, fuck that. Yeah. You're fucking, you're lost. 
there's less of you and you just got to figure out what time it is. And the fact that we're dragging our feet because we don't want to make ignorant people uncomfortable is so fucked up. And it's dragging us to the right, too. I mean, it's the reason that the center isn't the center anymore. That's why the center is called radical socialism now. Yeah. Yeah. If you doubt that there's a corporate hierarchy at work in the mainstream media or in the two-party political system, like 69% of voters support Medicare for all. And that is treated by the mainstream media. Like, there's no mainstream media outlet. Like, MSNBC doesn't cape for Medicare for all. Like, MSNBC is like, yo, that's that's impractical. Like, Mm -hmm. start like start thinking about ways that we can get this through our corporate overlords. Like that, and that's the furthest left you can get. Neither party is willing to even entertain the idea of Medicare for all. And when uh, an election happens, they slant the data to make it seem like oh you know even the idea of medicare for all was scary so scary to people that trump almost won like it's just yeah it's even though they they walked into the 2018 wave off the back of that messaging exactly Um, it's a mess of misinformation i think i'm on public health care and it's great it's fucking awesome it like the idea that anyone would not want this is like simply an information war that we yeah. lost it's the same thing like what prop 22 was in california where prop like for again i hate to bring local news to this show but like this was a proposition that uber and lyft put together to avoid oh yep. treating their employees humanely like actual employees rather than car parts i think there was a funny tweet about that um yeah and now you know it, with so they have their people to message that they made it look like prop 22 uh, was going to harm the drivers, much in the same way that the health insurance industry will message around how Medicare for all will limit your choices, your yeah. options. Because really, at the end yeah. of the day, it's it's not really any of the shit we're saying. It's the fact that it's going to eat into our profits, and we yeah. are signing. We're kind of on a trajectory where we need to make as much money as possible. So that's just that's kind of our north star. That's and it. I think that, I the hope only more people will see profit. That. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like with the Uber stuff, it's like. Literally, the only reason they pushed that was to increase their profit margins. Right, because and they yet, had they had to be profitable by a certain point based on their projections, yeah. or or Wall Street would get mad. <laughs> yeah, or they'll get mad. Right. Oh my god. So the other kind of major story that's happening right now, while the president kind of is major. kind of totally off the grid, is that the pandemic is just off the fucking charts. Like basically every state. Uh, has what's termed out of control spread where you can't even like uh, think about doing contact tracing because you you probably got it from three different people and there's no relief coming from anywhere you know the the president hasn't been seen in public in days other than like a quick like appearance at, for veterans day but like he's not Talking about yeah. anything other than spreading his conspiracy theories about uh, voter uh, voter fraud, but they're thinking, you know, there are projections that say there's going to be four hundred thousand deaths by February. We've got the holidays coming up, as we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like people are going to probably travel for Christmas, for Thanksgiving, and this is like right in the teeth of like the very worst that this pandemic has been. So like a lot of people are going to are going to perish. It's really scary. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm from Florida and I see it. They have no restrictions. You can yeah. eat indoors, you can go indoors, you do, you can't mandate a mask. So plenty of restaurants servers don't have masks. Um gyms are open. You don't have to wear a mask in a gym. And it's almost like uh, cultural in that even my parents, who were pretty strict, I mean, my dad is immunocompromised and he works in medicine, knows the risk. Even he fucking goes to the gym. And I'm like, dad, you know, people are panting without masks indoors, you know. But it's like that little bit, just that's, that's him being strict there because he'll still wear a mask. And like he right. doesn't go that many places, he won't fly. But it's sad 
you know, and then here we're in LA, which even with our search, it feels like everything is so strict. Yeah. 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 Oh man. It's especially the, the piece about the relief for people. Yeah. Uh, not being there. That's, it's so fucking dark and morbid and the already like the austerity takes are coming from from republicans because they know biden's <laughs> right away president just so right suddenly away. it's like oh my god i mean the out of control spending it's like motherfucker it's still the trump administration you yeah, fuck with that was what are you talking about spending. the out of control that's yep. again why the, i i the sh- like shame on these fucking people for acting like you need these people around still or that right. you yeah. shouldn't be treating them like you're like, yo, shut the fuck up. Like, I want to hear people saying that. They're like, I don't want to hear. Shut the fuck up, Mitch. You had your fucking yeah. time. We, I, I want to hear someone say that. Saying bullshit. Yeah. That's what they need. Fuck it. Maybe they, you know, get me in there. Give me Kamala Harris's Senate seat. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'm serious. I'll, 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 I'll take him to task. I'm, but I'm serious. The whole too. thing. Um, it, all of that coupled with the idea that there's true human suffering on a scale that is just unfathomable, especially like in this country mm-hmm. where we think like everything is so great. And, but again, this is another portion where the media, when Donald Trump is in an office, I'm curious to see how much energy MSNBC has for wages, for yeah. job numbers, for unemployment, because I already, I've seen what it's like. I've lived through the Obama years and 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 Clinton years. Like th- there's a there's a way to just completely refocus what the priorities are. And for a moment, I was like, "Damn, look at MSNBC or CNN talking about these like issues about working people." Yeah, I don't. I feel like it only serves them when they can fire that up against the right. And yeah, on top of all this, with a jump start transition or stop start transition, it it, it just makes me so fucking cynical and just sad. Yeah. Those takes aren't going to be coming from the mainstream media. That's for sure. Like you're going to no. need to get them from uh, podcasts, basically. That's what I'm I was like, going to say. Like, yeah. guys, come on. MSNBC is the past. You get yeah. your hot takes from podcasts. You get your news from podcasts and also probably print journalism. <laughs> and also underrated. print journalism that does podcasts. Right. An underrated uh, detail of the election was that people there was like a higher than uh i think ever before rate of people saying they were better off than they were four years ago and they think that's because of all the deficit spending all the benefits that were given to people during the covid crisis that like made people feel okay feel like they were being taken care of uh the fact that trump still lost by like a historic margin um or not by a historic margin but that biden got a historic amount of the boat uh mm-hmm. is just a an indication of like how completely fucked everything else that trump did was but i like that the fact that the democrats aren't going to be able to do that uh is so frustrating and i don't even know if they would do that if they had all the branches of government because they just They're they afraid. hold themselves to a standard that the Republican Party uh, never holds itself to. Yeah. 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 And it's not even a standard that helps the fucking base. No, it doesn't like, help for their own. Doesn't help the base. It doesn't help anybody. Identity. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, well, we didn't go there. It's like, yeah, right. but you also didn't help anybody either. So what the fuck yeah. was it all for? Right. It just creates a better safety net, which makes American capitalism less fevered and just like desperate which isn't always the best thing for corporations i guess yeah all right let's take another quick break we'll be right back and we're back uh did you guys catch the dean browning saga you know it that's a, it, as I, a gay black man or as a gay yes. black guy. Yeah. You say something like that. My yeah. favorite thing was catching people who posted too soon as it unfolded and were like, oh, my God, look at him posting uh, as a black man. And then going and being like, actually, the story has just unfolded more. I right. found like four people who had posted just too soon and then like got a barrage of responses being like, no, it's actually Patty LaBelle's nephew, not her son. <laughs> 
So right. the whole, her the, adopted he, son and it started yeah. with a tweet of someone saying like what Trump created in four years, Biden will destroy in like four months or something. Yeah, like is and that then somebody the, somebody replied and said, uh, you know, contradicted that essentially, and then this guy Dean Browning, who was a failed I think House candidate, responded to that and said, and he's you know maybe the whitest person you've ever seen in your life. He responded and said, as uh, I am a gay black man and uh, I had a I better time under, under Trump than anything under Obama. And people, I think we're just initially confused because people didn't, it didn't go viral like right away. People were like, is he like, is this performance art or something? People screenshotted that so yeah, fast though. But then people screenshotted it and then it, it started going viral. And so I... Almost definitely what happened is that he has a puppet account that he thought he was posting under uh, Mm because he was just in a haze of, you know, pulling all the different levers, having the different browser windows open, uh, and he didn't realize he was posting as himself. And so once he got called out, he hit up his homie, uh, Patty LaBelle's nephew, uh, who is apparently like a, you know, a troll and a conservative uh, who's like online calls himself an anti-feminist and uh he said he created a video where he was like no uh it wasn't that guy he uh just was quoting something that i sent him i am dan purdy uh except he's like a public figure (laughs) people like know who he is and his name's not dan purdy and then he just kept like tripling down like this dude was just dean browning would not let it go he he just kept tweeting about it, being like, I'm apparently trending. Uh wish Hunter Biden's laptop had trended as much as I'm <laughs> trending uh but oh, fuck, uh, America. Bro, no. Um Don't. and then I the, later wow. he was like, I'd love to see a debate between Candace Owens and AOC. Like, oh really, sir? You <laughs> act like you didn't just fully show yourself? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's oh, also a really God. sick take, dude. I would right. love to AOC. I would love to see battle of the colored people yeah, on a yeah. debate stage. Thanks, Dean Browning. How did he get <laughs> uh, a fucking vera? How he got a blue check? Fuck. Oh yeah. So he get he got one just for being a candidate, right? He got one for being a mutant who can shape shift into a conservative <laughs> political candidate or a gay black man or who knows what. I think but, blue checks are bad. I think yeah, they are because of the amount of like people spewing hate speech who have blue checks like that ruins it for everyone and we should just not have blue checks yeah i think that's how we're gonna eventually turn the tide against capitalism and hyper consumer culture is if we completely take away the magic of the blue check that's step one yeah you know to be like no there are no there are there are no classes even on social media we are one mm-hmm. the check and then I'll, exactly uh, and then we shut down Trump's Twitter account, which, like, you know is going to happen, right? Once he's out of office. Well, I mean, he's definitely not going to be able now. to. Yeah, I mean, he definitely yeah. is not going to get the benefit, like the public interest benefits that he was yeah. getting f- to be able to say shit. Where now they'll just be like, oh, yeah, I'm just reporting this asshole on Twitter. Can you can you suspend his account? Yeah. I feel like he's going to be like still going to take up a lot of the oxygen. Like the media is still going to pay attention to him. The right wing media is still going to, you know, oh, yeah. follow him and treat him as like the leader of like basically the, the president in, yeah. in waiting or like, I'm the, not joking. Van Jones is prop within three years, probably going to say some shit like, you know, I'm, he's really had an evil, a, a, a renaissance uh, since he's been out of office. You know all these people are going to rehab his fucking image. Like it it yeah. it's just a and fucking he'll start a TV network. There's just an inability from these people to actually be able to be like this guy's disgusting and never put him on the fucking TV again. It's only like when the, you know, we realize he's been numerically voted out of office that people are like, "Okay, we're going to cut that out because that was nonsense." Yeah. God, that was virtue signaling. That's what I think. I mean, they found their integrity. So I do just want to talk about the the fraud stuff real quick and just where we are with it because not talking <laughs> about it like it, I don't know you you yeah. would think anything uh, b- besides the truth would make it seem more realistic than it actually is right so 
one thing that's happening is Trump is sending out like 20 emails a day to supporters, basically trying to get them to donate money. So he's mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. into full uh, scam mode. Uh, he's, you know, and saying things like 1,000, we're going to match your offer 1,000%, or we're going to match your donation 1,000%. Uh, but then, like, the fine print people pointed out, like, doesn't say anything that implies they would actually do that. Um, it's just <laughs> yeah, like to, how is that a fundraiser at that? Yeah, point? <laughs> like no, no, no clue where that money was going to come from, and there, there's also like they just can't find a single instance of fraud. Like they, I yeah. think they, they found one in Nevada that then got disproven. Like they can't. There's so many. Like in any national election, you're going to find. What, one at person. least one. Yeah, at least one. Yeah. Like, there's going to be plenty. Uh, and it's the, just not a statistically significant amount of fraud. Right. And no. that's why I liked how like, some of the anybody. secretaries of state were like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you're going to find something. Like, there right. always is, but it's never on the scale that you're like, oh, God, this tipped an election. Yeah. Uh, unless it's like a house race in North Carolina. The Georgia Secretary of State just announced that he's like giving into the pressure. I mean, he is a Republican. Uh, Mm -hmm. He is saying that they're going to do a a by hand vote for vote recount of the whole state's presidential election. So that's that's happening. But I mean, unless (laughs) there's some serious fuckery going on, like that, it's going to be the same, the, the exact same thing. Uh, because right. they were very careful. Well, actually, it was 43 through. less. So what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, huh. 43 people. Oh, well, so you're not telling me there's not a whole conspiracy? I mean, that's what. <laughs> that's all they need. That's all they'll continue to use to try and give oxygen to this thing. But they just, it's all vague allegations, never a, a single specific instance. No. Uh, and you, you pointed out this postal worker example, Miles, that... I can't yeah. believe is real. Even, yeah. even, okay, so like in Pennsylvania, right? There were like, mm-hmm. we, we talked, I, I don't know if we talked about it on trends or we were just, I may have just been saying this as an aside to you, Jack, about how I was watching One American News and they were like, they had James O'Keefe on all the Project Veritas right. people. And they're like, look, we're going to call this postal office in Erie, Pennsylvania, where this postal worker said they were post, they were post dating or backdating some of the ballots so they could be counted with the count. And they called and like, yeah, I'm just calling about the ballots that were backdated to November 3rd. And like, they hung up and like, oh my God, did you see they hung up? They, they knew they're busted. They know they they're busted. They fucking know. So all of that momentum came from this person named Richard Hopkins, who works, uh-huh. who does work for the Postal Service in Erie. And he signed a sworn affidavit with allegations of this tampering, of this fraud, that they were backdating ballots so they could be counted in time. Ones that came in late, oh, hit them with the November 3rd stamp. That way we can uh, get this Mm -hmm. shit cracking. Oh, postal also, I think, said that postal workers were instructed to still pick up ballots after Election Day. And so this was a, you know, this was like a big claim. They were all saying, look, this is this is it. We got a whistleblower here. So. The Postal Service Inspector General goes in and they have to investigate because they're saying, what the fuck is going on here? And they started asking this man, Richard Hopkins, what the fuck was going on? After they were talking to him, this man recanted his allegations. <laughs> and then when he when they're asking, like, well, then why would you sign this if you're going to recant? Would not explain. Then he goes what? to then he goes to the Project Veritas people and was like, oh, I'm recanting my recantation. Because I was bullied by investigators, and they're like, "Well, legally, you you didn't say shit anymore, so you can say everything you like. You have to, but this is this is the state of their you know manufacturing of fraud. And to even go further mm-hmm. down that road, Lieutenant Governor of Texas Dan Patrick, yes, the guy who was like, "Your grandmother will fucking die for capitalism. Fuck COVID. <laughs> Your grandma oh, needs guy. to get out there and start working, ho." Like that man, <laughs> he said. He is actually, he's chumming the waters with a $1 million prize, uh, but read the fine print, if you can actually <laughs> conjure up some material. As he says, this article saying uh, the, uh, the lieutenant governor is backing Trump's efforts uh, to identify voter fraud by offering up to $1 million from his campaign for anyone to come forward with evidence from anywhere in the country. Patrick said, 
he is offering the reward to, quote, incentivize, encourage, and reward people to come forward and report voter fraud, end quote. Anyone who, this is, this is where it gets very Republican. Anyone who provides mm-hmm. information that ultimately ends in an arrest and final conviction will be paid $25,000 minimum. <laughs> wow, so no one will actually get money. Very smart. Not a milli, but you know, I like that. I like that. That's that's big. Uh, I put Lex's badges on my Camry, so it looks baller energy. Yeah. And I respect the hustle, Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. But yeah, this is, wow. they're now sending out, they have buy, bribe money. Uh, yeah, to basically, a $1 million like, didn't win. national prize money like that. To is- fucking lie? Yeah, okay. here's That's what I don't it, get. Yeah, America is full of sports fans. Republicans are often sports fans. How do you not look at even if you're watching OAN and you're watching Fox News? How do you not look at this and say, "Okay, this is being a sore loser"? Like you don't go up to the Lakers and say. Uh, or I guess the like I'm gonna really show no. What would you say? You'd say China. congrats on being the best. Thanks, <laughs> like you, you don't say hey if you heard anything about people cheating, let us know because like I don't think the Lakers won fair and square. Right. Like Clippers fans might say that. Yeah, Clippers fans might say that. Like that's what true. happened? You know how did that swing happen? But yeah, it's true. I, but I think that's to the point Jack was making even with that stat. Eighty percent of the people believe Joe Biden won. So there's yeah. definitely twenty percent right. that are fully in the darkness. Um, and they are unwilling to say that. And there are other reports too that says seventy percent of Republicans though don't feel that the elections were fair. So okay. mm. Republicans are still kind of they're they're half like yeah Joe Biden won, but it's probably dirty. Much in the same way that Pete Democrats were looking at the twenty sixteen election and being like, was this fucking real? What fucking right. happened? Like, is this? I get it. Why were our uh, but at the end so of the day, off? yeah, you come around to the idea that it's like, look, he either. They're, they'll either prove it or they didn't, but the reality is that this person's the president, uh, and yeah. then it's incumbent on you to organize your people to try and you know fucking win an election. But yeah, we're we're going into a new phase where like even who knows like what votes are because every effort is to basically dissolve people's belief in the idea that you you cast a vote for someone and that means something. I mean, yeah. that chumming the water is a great metaphor to use for this million dollar prize because it's going to create so many false positives that Mm -hmm. then they can take you know months and months to investigate and it'll just always keep it out there this idea that there was fraud or that the election wasn't fair and that's really what they're trying to do that's the whole point of this like they Mm -hmm. know that they're not gonna uh overturn the thing unless there's like a fucking actual armed uprising like they're not going to Trump is not going to be the president on January 20th, but they're right. they're trying to keep it so that they can be like we we never lost. Like they we didn't lose a fair a fair match yeah. basically. Now as patriots, yeah. we do have a duty to call these hotlines and send in prank tips. Right. Yeah. Just gum it up. Yeah. yeah the the supercuts of people calling that first fraud line were were, were so good. Else. And they're Beautiful. so those Just people crying. are so frustrated who are like manning those phones. They're yeah. like, it's mostly nonsense, but they do a good job of like reeling you in for the first five minutes. Exactly. Just to then be like, yeah, the longer you can go. Like, ah, <laughs> oh, damn it, damn it, it's another ass sucking. Damn it. Um, yep. No, they told me to suck ass again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mark that. Yeah, mark that. In I want to have empathy for sucks. those people working those jobs, but man, it's hard. It's like parking enforcement. Ugh, no. It's hard. Yeah. Let's let's talk real quick about Britney Spears. Um, What's going on with Britney? This is just like such a. Mm-hmm. I I don't like to use this phrase because I think it's overused, but it's this is Kafka esque. This is like a complete <laughs> mind fuck. She is almost 40. Her dad is in charge of her career and her life. Mm -hmm. And she just tried to be like, can I be in control of my life now as an adult? And she's like not allowed to fire her dad. Like the lawyer is like, she's just saying that, Your Honor. So she she can't get out. So she's still in her conservatorship. Still in her conservatorship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, And the only thing they allowed her to do was add a financial uh, it's like a trust that is going to help oversee it because she doesn't feel like she can trust her dad to do like the best things 
uh, with her money, like the things that are in her interest with her money. It's like straight out of the 1940s. Like I listened to um, You Must Remember When? This. this? God, you Must this? Remember This, yeah. And every one of those stories about like the Hollywood starlets in the 20s and 30s and 40s and so tragically with them like not in control of their life and the studios mm. making all these decisions. And I feel like we're going to look at this Britney Spears thing in 20 years and be like, that's tragic. How was oh, that absolutely. happening? How was that legal? Like, yeah, she had a mental breakdown at one point and maybe she will blow all of her money. But that is her God-given that right. That is her right, yeah. Having made all of that money. I I have not seen her dad perform, uh, but I, I bet he's not as good a performer as her. I bet fewer people would pay money to see him perform. Oh, uh, no. but, he get, <laughs> but he's getting to control all this money. Um, yeah. Some quotes from the hearing, uh, which was a rare, like this sort of thing has been going on uh, for the 12 years that she's been in the conservatorship, but we just got to like witness this one or the media got to witness this one. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like you said, this uh, at a time, like even Brittany acknowledges like this was a good thing when I had my mental breakdown because like. They were able to, you know, make responsible decisions when I wasn't able to do that for myself. But it's unheard of for it to for a conservatorship to last this long. Um, and uh, her lawyer said, my client has informed me that she is afraid of her father. She will not perform again if her father is in charge of her career. Um, and then uh, her dad's lawyer, Vivian Lee Thorine, which Thorine sounds like a treatment that's like that, a movie villain yeah exactly was just like it's thor's just, shitty aunt yeah uh, yeah exactly thorian <laughs> thorian thorian uh, just it's it's so fucked so it began in 2008 when uh she was having serious mental struggles uh but the arrangements are normally limited to people with severely diminished ability to make decisions for themselves. And there's just like no evidence that that is the case here. Yeah. She's got yeah. a whole vibe on Instagram. She's, I think more than capable at this point. And like most people have been, I think as most like people who even investigate or look deeper into this conservatorship, it's not as simple as like, nah, man, like she needs to be under that. It's like, nah, dude, people are basically using her likeness and her fucking physical, yeah. her body to make money uh, and do things like, you know, enter into business agreements she might not want to do. But again, she has no ability or power legally to determine those things for herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she could go on tour. I mean, not on tour because of COVID, but like she still is so relevant and has such a strong fan base. Like, yeah, it's crazy that that is then seen as not like mentally capable enough of being an adult yeah and it's not that she's not a, just not allowed to make decisions for herself about her own finances she's not even allowed to like know about the decisions that are made like that's right. one of the things she's fighting for is like her dad just fired her business manager and never told her about it and she's like could i like at least be told when like these major decisions are being made right. and they're like, nah, nah they're like, wait, not. I'm making a fragrance. They're yeah. like, yeah, you are. <laughs> that's you are. right. I don't yeah. want to. I don't care. It's a conservatorship. Fuck that. Yeah, it's. Ugh. And for all that, you know, her dad and I hate to say this, he is not that innocent. And that's been my time. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and we'll go out on that. Anna, it's been a pleasure having you. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bad Comics with an X by Anna with two N's. And it's the same on Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, those are the, the two places. I, I was like teeing up to say a third, but I'm not on TikTok. Oh, Aww. I am, but I have never posted a TikTok, and I think I have two followers. One of them being Danny Fernandez, because we connected early on. <laughs> and go. she was like, yeah, you should post. And I was like, no, I'm not. Do you, are you like kind of torn? Are you, is there an uh, internal conflict about the fact that you haven't posted yet? Are you, do you have plans to post? 
I always think about it because like um, Kim, the red dot is she's like very good at TikTok and just being on all the social media as a person who makes a webcomic. But I feel right. old. I look at TikTok and I'm like, this is beautiful. The, the shit people are doing on here intentionally and not intentionally is so perfect. What could I possibly contribute? Mm. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh, yeah. Um, there is this. Can I say a TikTok? I think it made the Fuck rounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah on please. Twitter. There is this TikTok of a girl who is like there's this meme on TikTok where they play like this emotional music and you sing along to it, but you act out something. Maybe you've seen it where um, there's like the Republicans pulling her one way and she's yeah. red blood on her face. Yeah. Yes. And this then, uh, oh, there's also the virus one, but, and then the Democrats pulling her this way and there's blue on her face and like <laughs> abortion pulling her this way. And, like, oh, but they're killing babies. And it's part of this larger brand of, like, Christian TikTok. Uh, and I love it. I love it so <laughs> much. I hope it never stops. I just want more of them. Yeah. they. It's it's amazing. It's like yeah. Christian rock was not as good as regular rock, but Christian TikTok is, like, somehow better than it's all other forms TikTok. of social media. It's yeah. so yeah. good. Well, because, you know, the Christians love a production. Yes. You know? So yeah. that's the thing. And like, they're not to, they're not doing them now because of COVID. Yeah. So they have to take that out somewhere. Cause they I mean they took they took the secular and made it sexy. You know what I mean? Oh hell yeah. Yep. <laughs> Rather it's not secular. But yeah, the, there is something about the product. I remember like when I went to Lutheran school, like our like you would have to do like a, a fucking chapel performance, you know, about some mm -hmm. shit in the Bible, and it was always like way too much energy in it. <laughs> and I was like, this is fucking wild. But I'm like, all right, cool. I guess uh we'll do Jesus serving up five thousand people. Yeah. It's it's beautiful art. Uh Miles, where can people find you and what's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray and also the other podcast 420 Day Fiance. We're just talking 90 day Fiance, um, a tweet that I like <laughs> from Ray Sani, <laughs> Ray Sani, R-A-E-S-A-N-N-I, just tweeting, Hunter Biden is fucking hot, S-M-H. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong. Not oh, wrong. <laughs> I felt something looking at that photo of him, like from, a, you know. He's yeah, I think we all did. At it. Oof. Looking, the, the dick pic? Yeah, I think it yeah. was part of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there was a dick in, in the pic, but that wasn't the only thing that made it uh, attractive, for sure. Yeah. Some <laughs> tweets I've been enjoying. Audrey Farnsworth tweeted, just because a lot of his friends have wings doesn't mean Godzilla wants them. He is glad with who he is. Those guys are on different journeys. Uh, <laughs> and then Blair Saki tweeted, up to my age limit to 42 on Hinge, and now these men message me at 6 a.m. Quote, hello, Blair, how are you? Question mark. <laughs> Dash Tim. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Oh, wow. I want to get on just for that. <laughs> wow. Hello, Blair. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on miles. What are we riding into the rest of the week on today? Uh, this is a track by Overcast and Navy Blue, and it's called Face. It's time like, yo, get up out my face. And that's how I feel. Mm. I, again, I'm just a message to the media, these pundits, these other uh, people who are trying to heal the fucking divide. You don't heal it by inviting the perpetrators to the table again you heal by healing the wounded thank you that has been my ted talk uh and it's called <laughs> face because the whole there's, there's you know good laid-back hip-hop vibe uh but if you just listen to the words you can make it about anything so keep that oh man speaking of pundits i'm tired of people mentioning the possibility of tucker carlson being like the the republican nominee in 2024 no. 
before. I feel like that it's getting enough. extra energy because pundits like get horny for the idea that a pundit would be able to be president. Yes. Um, <laughs> they're like, yeah, I mean, he's be- their best hope. Um, anyways, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for this morning. We'll be back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and we'll talk to y'all then. Bye. Everywhere like I don't know my place I got people waiting on me Still though, I can't show my face I got people hitting on me Mad that I control my fate No, shit yeah, I can't show my face uh. Everywhere like I don't know my place I got people waiting on me Still though, I can't show my face I got people hating on me Mad that I control my fate uh. yeah, Shit though, I can't show my face uh. yeah, I can't show my face uh. Yeah, I can't show my face. Uh. Okay, now, putting stones into place now. What kinds of effects now? These leaves come.